Welcome to High Ticket Woman, the podcast for Christian women who are relationship challenged, and they know that to make changes, it starts with them wanting more, expecting more, and becoming more. Here's your host, Debbie Cottle. Welcome back to another episode of High Ticket Woman. I'm Debbie Cottle, your host today, and I'm really excited that you're here because I want to build on what I was talking about in the last episode, which is all about mindset. You know, you hear a lot of stuff these days about mindset, which is just another way of saying perspective or attitude or viewpoint, right? And we can get, especially when it comes to a relationship, we can get really stuck in some unhealthy mindsets. So I want to talk today about some healthy mindsets that are really essential for your relationship. Whether you're in a relationship right now or you intend to be in a relationship in the future, which I'm pretty sure you do or you wouldn't be here. So we're going to cover these, but before that, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about my own past. I was married for 24 years and then divorced, and now I'm remarried to a wonderful man. But in my first marriage, I developed a mindset about myself that was pretty negative. And there were various reasons for that. But really, essentially, it came down to the way I allowed my ex-husband to influence the way I felt about myself. And in fact, I actually was in therapy off and on for eight years, not working on my marriage, but working on me, because I didn't believe that I was enough for my marriage. I believe I, I believed I needed to change who I was. And that was because of, you know, things that were going on in that relationship. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you five different mindsets that a high ticket woman needs to have. Okay. The first mindset we're going to talk about is the belief that you are enough, that who you are right now without needing to change anything about yourself is good enough for the right man. Now, I'm not saying, hear me when I say this, I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm not saying that there are things about you that can't be tweaked and improved on. I'm saying that when you're with a guy who's very critical of you, that's not going to lead the relationship to anything positive. That just chips away at your sense of self-worth. Now, we need to stop and ask ourselves, well, where does self-worth really come from? Society will tell you that your self-worth comes from within. But you know, as Christians, we know that's not true. Our self-worth, the way we view ourselves, it comes from our relationship with God. God is the one who gives us our value. So if we're not getting our self-worth, from our relationship with God, then, well, where are we getting it from? Again, society says it should come from within us. But the problem with that is that we really aren't innately wired to think that we're worthy. I mean, just stop and think about that for a moment, okay? Even people that we might consider to be narcissistic 
actually have a deep core of insecurity. And there are a lot of things around us, a lot of relationships, and a lot of things that we go through that really deteriorate or chip away at our sense of self-worth. The only stable, only constant and consistent thing in our lives is our relationship with God. So self-worth is about believing in your value as a human being. You know, what brings you to this world and specifically for this podcast, what brings you to a relationship? Because you can't depend on anyone other than God to determine your true value. If a man tries to get you to believe that you need to change for him to be with you in order for him to love you, to commit to you, and yes, stay committed to you, well, then something's wrong. But now I'm talking about who you fundamentally are, though. In other words, you don't need to be skinnier, taller, shorter, smarter, prettier, more athletic, more successful, less successful to be right for a, a, a certain man. You are lovable right now. That doesn't mean, of course, that there aren't things about the way we treat ourselves and others that won't make us more lovable, because of course there are. And I'm not saying that you can just treat your guy any way you want without there being eventually some serious repercussions. You can't, and there will be. I'm just simply saying that your self-worth comes from God. He is the one who truly gets to tell you how special and valuable you are in a way that you can trust and fully rely on and that never changes or fluctuates. You know, you have to believe that. You have to believe that you are special and worthy in God's eyes and that therefore because of that, any man who chooses to be with you is lucky to have you. And that's not about you having a big head. That's about you going, if the God of this universe sees value in me, then I must have value, right? So that's the first mindset that we really need to change. You are okay right now as you are. The second mindset is, I respect myself. You can't have a loving, committed relationship without self-respect. If you want to attract a man who's going to commit to you and stay committed to you, but you don't actually respect yourself, well, then you might just attract a man who takes advantage of you, not a man who's going to spend the rest of his life with you. So how do you show yourself self-respect? Well, we do that by... And you know, I'm going to harp on this again and again and again. We show respect to ourselves by being very clear about what we want and need and expect in our relationship from our partner, but also from ourselves. So if I, just, if I say to myself, Debbie, you are not going to do dot, 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 whatever that is, no matter what, no matter how much pressure I might feel from a man, I'm not going to do that, whatever it is. So, all right, I've told myself no, and I'm going to adhere to that. 
that no, telling myself no, that's what's going to help me maintain that sense of self-respect. But that's also going to increase my man's respect for me. So if I say I'm not going to do whatever that is, and he pushes and pushes and pushes to get me to compromise on that, maybe not in a hard way, but in a, in a soft push kind of way, we'll call it. And then I cave. Well, how much respect will he have for me? How much respect will I have for myself? So you've got to know what behaviors you're okay with. Your own behaviors and his behaviors. And that and what's absolutely not okay with you. You've got to have those standards. And when you, when you set standards, that starts with knowing, first of all, what you want in a man. And knowing what you need in a relationship. And being very clear about that. Unfortunately, if you haven't had any healthy relationships, or even growing up, you've, you didn't witness anything. Your parents maybe didn't have a good relationship. You didn't, you didn't know anybody who was happily together, happily married. Well, then it can be difficult, right? So maybe you have to start with what you don't want. <laughs> because if you've, you've had enough bad relationships, you know what to look out for now, right? You know what you don't like. You know what you, you really can't stand and you definitely don't want any more of. So maybe sometimes you have to start from that perspective. So let's think about it that way, all right? What, what kinds of things might be deal breakers for you? For example, I'll just make something up. Let's say that you date a man who has bad manners and he chews with his mouth open and you just can't tolerate that. In fact, you find it disgusting. So that might be a deal breaker for you. Or to be really honest, for me, it would be a man who's arrogant and self-important. I mean, that's probably at the top of my list. I can't stand being with a guy who's constantly trying to impress me with how smart or successful he is. So, maybe we start there. We start with the deal breakers and then we flip those characteristics around to, well, what would be the ideal in that situation, right? So, using the first example... Instead of a guy chewing with his mouth open, wouldn't it be amazing to be with a man who has some refined manners? What would that look like? A guy who, I don't know, doesn't burp after a meal or knows how to use a fork and knife properly, wipes his mouth, says please and thank you, stuff like that. Just flip it around. Have you ever been with a guy who had good manners? What was it about that, what was it about him, what was it about what he was doing that reflected those good manners? And now you've got your set of standards, right? Okay, for me, I would do the same thing. So what would the opposite of a guy who's arrogant be? Well, that for me would be a man who's humble, a man who knows who he is and doesn't need to flaunt his knowledge or ability to impress me. The thing is only you know what you need. Only you know what you like and the things that are important to you. The things that are serious for you that you don't take lightly. So 
you, you have to decide those things. You have to decide what your standards need to be and what you're not going to settle for or compromise on, right? So let's, let's talk about how we don't compromise. If I say, um, or let's start with you. If you say you want to be with a man who has good manners, okay, then that means that you have to be brave enough to walk away from a guy who has bad manners, right? You can't actually, you can't just tell a guy that you don't like something about what he's doing or how he's treating you. You have to actually act on it. So if you say to a guy, I really don't like the way you chew with your mouth open and he doesn't change, but you stick around anyway, because, well, you know, he's got all these other great qualities and, oh, and he's super good looking and blah, 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 right? Well, then I guess you weren't really serious about those good manners. (laughs) And for me, if I say I don't want an arrogant man, but I stay in the relationship anyway, because I like something else about him, well, then I'm compromising as well, aren't I? And that's a lack of self-respect. So we've gone and told ourselves and the man we're with, that we don't actually mean what we're saying. He can go ahead and continue to be the way he is. That's a lack of self-respect. Okay, let's talk about the third mindset. The third mindset is having needs is okay. That doesn't make me needy. Let me say that again. Having needs is okay. That doesn't make me needy. You see, you've got to be able to ask for what you want and what you need without somehow feeling embarrassed or ashamed or guilty about it. Sometimes when I work with women, they think that having boundaries and expressing those boundaries, communicating them, is going to make somebody mad. But the truth is we all have needs. We all have needs in a relationship. And the better you know yourself, the more you're going to be in touch with what those are. Agreed? But then you have to be able to express that. So if you have the first mindset of, hey, I'm okay, I have value and worth in God's eyes, I matter. In fact, I matter as much as anybody else. Well, then that's going to help you with this mindset, which is, Again, expressing my needs is okay. And not only is it okay, it's necessary. You don't need to feel guilty about it. You don't need to feel intimidated by expressing your needs. There is a difference, though, in having needs and being needy. When you're needy, if you're really honest with yourself, you're, you're coming from a place of fear. And we talked about this last time, if you remember. You being needy is about not trusting that your guy is going to respect your needs or meet them. And when you're needy, it can lead to being controlling, demanding, and manipulative. It it also means expecting your guy to meet needs that really only you can do for yourself. Okay? For example, no man can make you feel worthy. No man can make you feel happy. 
No man can make you feel fulfilled. Not all the time and not completely. Now, you communicate those needs to him because, of course, he can't read your mind. How many times do we as women expect men to read our minds? No, we have to ask for what we want, okay? We have to make it clear. Most men do not do subtle. Whereas we as women, well, we're sort of experts at that. But most men are not. You've got to be very direct and very clear about your needs. And if he's the right man, well, he cares about what those needs are. He wants to know what your needs are. He wants to be able to show up and fulfill those needs for you. Trust me on this. A man who loves a woman and wants to be with her in a committed way wants to know how to please her. That doesn't mean he's going to do it perfectly. He's not. But again, when we express ourselves clearly and consistently, and this isn't a one-time conversation, by the way, then the better able we are to express our needs and the more honest and open and vulnerable we are to our, our partner, vulnerable in a healthy way. So that means that ultimately our needs are going to be met in a much better way. But again, to be very clear, there are needs you have to meet for yourself versus needs that you need your man to fulfill for you, okay? And you have to know the difference between them. Let's go on to mindset number four, which is being true to yourself, okay? Being true to yourself. What I'm really saying here is don't change after you start dating. Or if you're already in a relationship, have you changed? Have you lost touch with who you who you used to be and what mattered to you? Have you given up your opinions, your interests, your friends, your hobbies? Have you stopped prioritizing the things that mattered to you? The relationships that mattered to you before you got involved with this guy? You see, this mindset is about essentially staying true to who you are, not losing yourself in the relationship so completely that you lose your identity. Okay, the final mindset we're going to talk about is trusting yourself and others. Okay, choosing to come from a place of trust. This one's tough because... If you've had your heart broken before, maybe from, I don't know, divorce or, well, frankly, any kind of breakup, then you know that with the potential of love also comes the risk of getting hurt, right? When we've been betrayed before, it can be very difficult to let our guard down and to take that leap of faith, to have that courage to open ourselves up, knowing that the potential of being hurt is there. And that's the thing, you know, when you when you open yourself up to love, you're opening yourself up again to the possibility of disappointment, of hurt and loss, even betrayal. So, well, no, you shouldn't just jump right in and trust a guy that you barely know. <laughs> you do, but at the same time, you do have to be open to the idea of trusting again because you can't have a loving, committed relationship without trust. So 
I know sometimes that the idea of having a crystal ball and knowing exactly what the future is going to hold sounds great. You know, if you could prevent what might happen from your previous relationship from happening again, whatever that was, whether he cheated or, you know, whether he ghosted you or I I don't know whatever it was, but you don't want it to happen again. And you want to be reassured that it will never happen again. But the problem is there is no crystal ball, is there? We can't predict the future. So we can't make it our job to control a future outcome because it's impossible. That means we have to trust. We have to decide that no matter what happens in the relationship, we're going to be okay. We're going to find a way. If the worst case happens... Whatever that worst case scenario is, you're going to be okay. You're going to bounce back. Your value, your worth isn't going to diminish because of whatever he decides to do or doesn't decide to do. You're not going to let his choices rob you of still trusting in your ability to make good choices because That happens, right? If we get in enough bad relationships, we begin to doubt ourselves and second guess ourselves and think that, well, I'm just not good at picking men. And maybe, yeah, there is an element of truth to that right now. But you cannot trust in a relationship without first trusting in yourself. So that's a future podcast waiting to happen. How do we go from where we are right now? If you're struggling with any of these five mindsets, okay? If you're struggling to truly believe in your value, if you're struggling to trust in yourself, if you're, tr- if you're struggling to trust in others, if you don't respect yourself, if you don't know how to express your needs in a healthy way, okay? If you're not true to yourself, if you've lost yourself in trying to please somebody so that he stays with you, he doesn't leave you. If, if you're struggling with any one of these mindsets, keep listening. We're going to talk about how to move from where you are right now to having those mindsets in future podcasts. So that's it for today, ladies. Bye for now. We'll see you in a future episode. For more episodes, just go to debbiecoddle.com. And while you're there, get your free copy of my guide, 10-Step Relationship Rescue Roadmap.